Hi, welcome to the Songwriter Diaries. This is a podcast all about picking the brain of every songwriter that you know. So grab a glass of wine and join us. My name is Megan Ellsworth. My co-host is Caroline Stump. This is the Songwriter Diaries. We're all depressed, so let's write a song about it. Today on the podcast, we have the lovely, incredible Jules Tamer. Oh my gosh. So excited to finally have you on. I feel like I've been wanting you on for so long and then scheduling and also just, you know, lack of communication on my end. (laughs) Me too. Honestly, life is so crazy right now. Yeah, it's it's insane. insane. But thank you for having me. I'm excited. I'm really excited. We're so incredibly stoked to have you on and talk about all things Nashville, co-writing, oh, yeah. releasing music, Pride Month. It's Pride Month, everyone. We're Pride so happy Pride about Month. that. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, so glad to have you on. Yay! <laughs> um, well, I guess uh, what we'll do is just have you start out by telling us a little bit about yourself, your journey into music and the industry. Um, your name, your pronouns, and um, where you're located. I love this so much. Um, so my name is Jules Pamer. Um, my pronouns are she, they. I go I go by either one of she, her, they, them. I like both. Um, so whatever you feel more comfortable with. And um, I'm currently in Nashville, Tennessee, but I'm originally from L.A., um, and I started doing music when I was like six or seven. I started this like silly kind of band with my best friends when I was really little and we wrote really bad songs together. <laughs> um, and we stayed in the band until we were 18. Like we stayed together. We, um, we recorded two EPs and they were like kind of bad songs, but it was just such a, such an important uh, phase of my life because I just, my ear got really good. We learned how to sing. There's four of us and we just did four part harmonies for everything. Um, Amazing. We had just so much fun just singing together and getting through like being a teenager together. Um, We were called the laces and we were, it was pretty rough, but it was just such an important part of me growing as a musician. Um, But once I got to around 13 or 14, um, and we started like writing our own stuff. I, I like knew that this was what I had to do and what I wanted to do. Um, so I ended up going to college at Belmont University. Um, I'm still there. I have one semester left. I'm graduating Ooh. in December. Um, yes! Oh my god! Finally, <laughs> I love it. I love it. But I just can't wait to to be out in the in the world. You know, doing my own mm-hmm. thing. Um, and I study songwriting and music business. Um, and it's so much fun. I love it there so much. And I love Nashville. Um, and yeah, I'm a pop artist, but I love writing. I love writing pop music the most, but I love writing country, R&B, um, any like indie singer songwriter type stuff. Um, I just love writing music. So that's kind of my thing. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I had no idea you were in a band when you were like that young and for so long. It's so cool. Oh yeah. It was, it was sweet. We had some really funny songs. (laughs) Like the first song we ever wrote. Do you guys want to hear it? Yes. Yes. Okay. This was the first song. We were like seven years old and we performed it. 
which is like a little rough, but <laughs> it went like this. This was the whole song. It went, two little love birds in a love tree. One said to the other, would you marry me? The other one said, of course I will. And you know that they are married still. <laughs> that was it. That's that a bop. What are you talking about? Oh my about? God, that's such a bop. It's a little bit of a bop, two little love birds. Um, and that was our first song. And that was like where it all started. <laughs> Oh, oh my god! Yeah, a farm who? That's so. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you write in a lot of different genres. So when you were developing yourself as an artist, did you have a genre that you wanted to fit into, or was it just kind of your natural sound, or did you have a vision for what you wanted? Yeah. So I think when I started. Um, when I moved to Nashville when I was like 18, um, I kind of had this vision for myself that was like Taylor Swift kind of vibe. I grew up like in love with Taylor Swift, just <laughs> really resonating with all of her stuff. And honestly, she's a big reason of like, she's the reason I write music. Basically, I love her and I give so much credit to her. Um, so I kind of had this like country-ish, but like singer-songwriter type vibe to me. Um, and, but then I got here and I started realizing that Nashville is kind of known for being country or whatever, but there's an amazing pop scene here. Um, and once I started getting in some of those writing rooms, I, I never, I first thought, I never really thought I was an artist at first. I wanted to just be a pure writer. Um, but I started getting into some of these sessions and I was like, whoa, these songs, like sometimes I would write a song and I'd be like, I don't want anyone else singing this, but me. Um, so, and it was always the pop sessions, like with a track guy. And like, I was just obsessed with that kind of sound and like the like kind of angstiness and like, I don't know, I just loved pop. So I, I started writing a lot of pop and then I wrote this song called Therapy. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. And I, I wrote that one originally as like a ballad and I just, I just really needed to write it for myself. Um, and I never thought it, anything would become of it, but I showed some friends and they were like, you need to, that needs to come out like that. That's a song that needs to come out. So I went and I got it demoed. And when I was singing it, I was like, this belongs to me. This is my story. I want to share it. I want to sing it. So I did. And that was my first artist song. Um, and I'm super proud of that one. And I've released one more. I have another one coming in a few weeks and I just have like six of them lined up. So um, I've just been like continuing on now that I like know myself and I've been in enough rooms where I can like confidently say, this is me and this is my style. Um, I feel a lot better presenting myself to the world as an artist because I know exactly who I am, you know? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. That just makes me so happy. I'm just, Thank you. my heart is warmed because I just love you and I'm so glad that you are. Thank you. I love you like, too falling I, into that so exciting I feel like it has a lot to do also with just like your identity as a person mm -hmm. you know I feel like I spent so much time like hiding from a lot of parts of myself mm -hmm. um and once I started to like be kind of unapologetic about who I am to the world was around the same time that I was like this is also what my music sounds like mm -hmm. and it all yeah. kind of coincided and it felt so good because it was just like 100% me all the time Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I 
think that therapy fits that to a T because I remember listening to it and it's so rare nowadays, especially in the pop genre. Mm. Um, because I love I love the pop genre, but there are so many times where it's like these lyrics are just recycled, reused, saying the same thing about the same situation, just with slightly different words. And I remember hearing therapy and being like, I've never heard this perspective in a song before and thinking it was so fresh and so new and just like so authentically you. And Thank it was you. oh, it was so good. I mean, Thank it would have been so amazing much. anyway. You could have sang anything and it would have been great. But like just <laughs> the you. lyrics of that song resonated with me so hard. Oh, oh so good. Everybody go listen. I agree. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that so much. Yes. Um, so speaking of like getting into writers' rooms and co-writing, um, how did you break into the co-writing scene, if that's even the way to say it? Um, and then, do you prefer like co-writing to solo writing? Do you bring? Mm-hmm. Do you like solo write first and bring that to a co-write? What's What's the dealy bob there? Well. I know every songwriter has heard this like 10,000 times, but it's all about connections. Like Mm -hmm. you just have to get yourself into one room. Like I remember I would co-write like once a month. Like I would, that's when I, when I started and I would write with like one person who I was so scared to write with. And then I would just have to like prove myself enough to the point where they would be like, I know this person, you might write well with them. Let me hook you up and, put you in a group message or whatever. Um, and slowly that's turned into like at least six rides a week for me right now, which is so much fun. Um, and it's just, it's really all about connections because especially in Nashville, it's such a small town. Um, it's like, I think they call it like the biggest small town. It's that's what they call it here. Cause it (laughs) It really makes sense. Everyone knows everyone. And I think just starting off slow and being like, I'm good enough to be in this room, even if you're not. Um, then, then when you get there, like making sure you prove it, um, it'll just eventually like lead to more and more people, more and more rooms and more and more rights, um, ultimately. And I think also another good way is writers rounds. Um, like Mm. whenever I play rounds, if people like people will come up, like, I'll do that too. If I am watching around and I really like somebody then I'll be like yo like let's write um yeah and so I think I think just getting out there having people know your name um and yeah I think it's just it's just connections it's just connecting with everyone you can writing with everyone you possibly can um and my favorite thing about co-writing is like what I've learned recently I have to just put my ego aside and mm. every right that I'm in, I want to be the worst one there. <laughs> like, I want to be the worst one there because I won't learn otherwise. Like, I got stuck in this little cycle where I was like, people wanted to write with me. And I, and like, I was like, there wasn't people that I was like begging to write with. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I want to be the worst one so I can keep learning. So then I'll become the best one in that room. And then I'll move on to the next one when I'm the worst one. I'll just keep growing and getting better. Yeah. Um, so that's been like a big goal of mine recently is to just, just keep on going. Um, but co-writing is, co-writing is my favorite. I, I, um, I solo write sometimes and I go through weird phases where I'll like write in my room in the middle of the night for like a month straight. And then, and then the next month I'm just like only in sessions. Um, Mm. but I just, I love connecting with people 
through music and I it's always better when there's another person I always think that a solo right is going to be the best and then I bring the idea to another person and I see this whole new perspective I couldn't have gotten by myself mm. um so I I love co-writing so much I how do you that. prepare oh, cool. for co-writing when you're going into a session mm-hmm. like do you yeah. bring just a whole bunch of ideas or do you narrow it down um so my I would say my strength in in songwriting is concepts and lyrics um and I love like a good concept like a good hook I always start with hooks which is kind of backwards for some people but that's the way that I like to do it because it does just how my brain works um Mm -hmm. so I'll always just every day I'll just write down a few like ideas most of them are bad but Mm -hmm. I'll have them in my phone and I as you guys probably know I'm obsessed with Julia Michaels she's my girl (laughs) she's my woman like I think that she is the best writer ever and I look up to her in so many ways and I was listening to another podcast actually where somebody was talking about um I forget what song it was it was Justin Tranter talking about writing with Julia Michaels and Mm. um there was one session where everyone was sitting there for like an hour and nobody had anything new to say like nobody had any stories or anything And Julia pulled out her phone and she had a list of like 25 concepts and just like a list on her notes app. And I was like, I always want to be that girl who has like something, even if it's irrelevant to like the situation right now, just something that you can go off of. Um, So I try, I try to never come to a co-write unprepared. I always just have to have a little something, but I'm not really a melody girl. So it's usually just it's usually just some like a line or just an idea or like a feeling even or a mm. story. Um, but I do always try to come with a little something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing you with like a little bag being like, I brought something. Like, okay. I, brought some, I brought some presents. No. <laughs> also, also it's, it's uh, cool for me because I feel like now that I know, like I write with a lot of the same people again and again, um and if I have an idea I'll be like yo this girl or this guy or this person will will write really well on this so like I'll have an idea like I had this idea for the song that's coming out am I allowed to curse on here oh fuck yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um this song that's gonna be uh two singles from now it's called fuck my exes and the whole concept of it was um like my friend was hooking up with her ex and I was like, dude, that's crazy. I could never, like, my ex my ex is so mean. And she, like, she loves when I'm upset. She loves it. So I was like, we could just never have a civil, like, a civil hookup. It could never be, it would always be messy. It would just be so bad. And, um, and so I had the idea, like, I could never, I could never fuck my exes because fuck my exes, like, fuck them. Yeah, um, Love and so it. I had that idea, and I was like, Love "Like, that. I need the perfect person to do this." And um, my good friend Dasha, who's an artist too, who's incredible, um, she just moved out to LA actually. But um, I brought it to her, and she just like was exactly who I needed. So it feels good to like know people's strengths, so that when I need a when I need something else that I don't have, I know who to go to. If that yeah, makes any that's sense. Cool. It's yeah, really cool to hear awesome. your perspective on um, 
co-writing, especially like, you know, being in Nashville where it's like the co-writing city. And, um, I think for a lot of our listeners, I, I don't know, I'm kind of speaking for our listeners right now, so <laughs> hopefully they don't get mad, but I feel like a lot of them are just solo writers. Um, cause I know mm. I'm a predominantly solo writer. Mm-hmm. Um, I have like a few co-writers that I work with. Yeah, you're a solo writer because you're a bitch when you get into co-writing. I I don't like co-writing. <laughs> I my ego's too fat. See, <laughs> I but I but I see that as yeah. a strength because sometimes I'll be sitting here and I'm like, am I even a like what am I like I'll be like trying and I'll be like, I need someone else and then I'm like, ah, some sometimes it, it would be nice to do it by yourself. I think that's a big strength. Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, likewise, right back at you. I'm like, man, I wish I could write with other people more cohesively. Um, so I just like, I love that you Mm -hmm. do that so well and it's just so cool and it's just a totally other, entirely different world for me. So it's really cool to hear your perspective. Um, it's it's cool because like sometimes I'll have an idea that I'll think is so bad and I'll just throw it out. Like my, I, my favorite song, one of my favorite songs I've ever written. I had the worst idea. Like I had, it was like, I thought it was the worst idea. It was my 21st birthday. And I was sitting there and I was waiting on a text from this girl who was mad at me. I like, I fucked up and I really liked her and I fucked up. Um, and I remember thinking to myself, I was like, it's my birthday. This is like, she could be so mad at me. Anyone could be so mad at me. It doesn't matter. But this is an excuse. If she wanted to talk to me, she would text me and she would say happy birthday. Um, and I remember being like, at the end of the night, I was like, God damn it. Like, she really doesn't care. Like she really is over this. And when it was the end of my birthday, I was like, I, I fucked up and, uh, she's never going to text me again. Um, and I brought that idea to Dasha and I was like, this is stupid. Like, it's so hard to explain. Like, how could we even put that in a song? And we wrote this song called 21st birthday and she put it out and it just got to a hundred thousand streams, like stuff like that. I'm like, I would have thrown that away. Nobody ever would have heard it but she saw potential in that and we turned it into something beautiful, you know? I love that. Thanks. Yes. That's Thank like you. such the beauty behind co-writing. That's so right. cool. Especially if it's two like artists and like one's like, yeah, you totally take it or you both record it or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. It, it's, it's just, it's a whole other world that like I never would have there's just so many songs I would have done nothing with and somebody saw potential and helped me make it into something that I could have never done on my own. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. How do you decide when there are more artists in a co-write, if there are like multiple artists, who gets the song? Is it like you go into the co-write knowing who you're going to write for, or is it like, have you had to battle over a song? <laughs> um, Your sleeves. All right. <laughs> Yeah, this is mine. <laughs> I feel like sometimes it's like, like the other day I wrote a song with Dasha. I'll I'll talk about her forever. She's amazing. Um, <laughs> but she was like, "Yo, if you don't want this," <laughs> she was like, "I'll take it." Um, stuff like that happens. But it's like sometimes it'll be like, like I'll be like, "Yo, like Megan, like I I want uh, like I want this song for my EP, and I know that you could kill it, so like come in." And then it would be for me. But sometimes you'll just go in. And it's like, sometimes it just feels right. Like, um, I remember one time I wrote this song called Genie with this girl named um, Isa Fernandez. And she's here in Nashville. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Um, and I remember I was singing it. Like, I was singing it on the mic. 
we wrote it together. We both kind of had the idea and we were just rolling with it. And I was on the mic, like in the booth. And, and I said to the mic, I was like, I don't think this is mine. I think this is yours. And she was like, Oh, thank God. I thought it was mine too. And sometimes it just like is a feeling where it's like, I'm not supposed to be singing this. That's how I feel it. Um, And sometimes it's like that. Sometimes you kind of have to battle it out if it's a really good song. But my thing is like, if somebody has a bigger platform, sometimes I'm like, take it because I want like the point of songwriting is for the song to be heard Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Um, So sometimes if the opportunity is there, like I say, you know, like have it be heard by more people with somebody who has a bigger platform. But, um, but sometimes it's like, sometimes it feels so right that you just can't give it up. And I think that's a beautiful Mm. thing. Yeah, that's cool. Um, What's your favorite thing about the songwriting community in Asheville? And then on the flip side, what's your least favorite thing? Oh gosh. Um, (laughs) My my favorite thing. Um. My favorite thing is how um, how fair it seems. I think that just especially coming from L.A., like there's not much credit given to songwriters mm. and having a community of people mm. who are behind the scenes of most things, but but still spend their whole life like appreciating writers. Like there's just such an appreciation for the writers here is what I'm trying to say. Mm. And not not for the artists, not just for the artists like you. You go down Music Row and there's no posters of Justin Bieber. There's posters of these old dudes or these these people who, like, you've never seen before. And it, then it says, like, wrote this Justin Bieber song, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's such a cool thing that so much credit is um, given where it is due. Um, and I just think that if you work for it here, you're going to get it. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter who you are. If you work for it and you're good, you're going to be fine and you're going to be heard and you're going to make friends and have these connections. So, um, and I love that it's a small town. It's just like, everyone knows everyone. And I think it's such, such a cool thing because people, uh, people like take the time to like learn your music, you know, um, and learn your style. So that was kind of a long answer, but I just love it here so much. Um, and then my least favorite thing, (laughs) um, my least favorite thing about about co-writing here, like the co-writing community, mm-hmm. um, probably or that everyone Nashville. goes to LA. Probably oh. that everyone goes to LA. Like I, and I'm I might be biased because I'm from there, but a lot of people like their goal. They'll be here and then they'll be like, I'm doing that until I um, go to LA, and then they'll leave Nashville. And I understand it, but I think the pop scene um, is amazing here, and it's accessible and um it's filled with so many amazing people and there's so many things there's like pop hangs and pop nights and networking events like made just for us and it's just so much fun so it, my my least favorite thing about Nashville is that everyone leaves <laughs> I miss them <laughs> oh yeah I love that that's your least favorite thing that's like a beautiful <laughs> least favorite thing <laughs> it's a good it's like a good problem to have it's a yeah. good thing people to love so much that you don't want them to leave you yeah precisely mm-hmm. yeah so kind of switching gears into okay. playing shows because now shows are happening again in yeah. full swing and 
um, I was curious, when you're booking shows, do you prefer to book as a solo act or do you prefer to play with a band? And what's the difference in going about booking shows versus booking like a writer's round? Hmm. Um, I kind of, I mean, I always love a writer's round because it's a little bit more casual um, and it's a lot less pressure. Um, mm -hmm. I think that when I play shows with a full band, there's nothing like that. Just because I, at the end of the day, I love performing and I love not having, I love playing guitar, I love playing piano, but at a round, you know, you're playing your own instrument. And I, I love getting on stage with nothing but a mic and having the drums and like, just recently my music has been a little bit like more like punk-ish, like rock-ish punk pop. Um, and having just that energy of the drum kit and my band is filled with my best friends, which is, I know like not a lot of people have that. So I feel super lucky that we just connect on so many levels, but just having them on stage with me is so much fun. Um, and having people come out for you, which would be like in, like in, for my full band shows, they come out for me, but at rounds, it's like, just a bunch of people at a bar, which is awesome because you can get new people listening to you and meet all these new people. But there's just something about people coming to see you. Um, mm. That's just so, just so special. Um, but I love, I also love, um, I also love playing rounds because you get to try out new songs. And there's some songs that are just like so songwritery that I wouldn't play at a show that are a lot more intimate that people can connect with. Um, that are more about the writing and less about like the performance of it and like the look of it and all that. Um, so whenever I play rounds, I'm kind of reminded of why I write, you know, and like why this is so important to me. And it just brings me back to like the roots of it. And then when I play shows, I'm like, this is just fucking fun, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I love both. I love both so much. I love that. That's awesome. Thanks. Um, so when like speaking of, you know, you being like an artist, um, you recently changed your name to Jules. Mm -hmm. Can you share how that kind of impacted you as an individual and as well as an artist? Yeah. Um, I would love to, I, I mean, it's not far from like Julia, which is like what I used to go by. Um, and a lot of people call me that anyways, to be honest, but yeah through a lot of, um, just like, uh, I guess experimenting with just my identity and different things like that. And like therapy, honestly, we can reel out here. Um, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, we love therapy. Here. We love therapy. Big fans love therapy. of therapy. <laughs> we love therapy. Yes. It's we amazing. Do. I just had therapy today. I love it. Um, love. I, I just like, realize that I'm non-binary and I shaved my head like a few months back and have never felt better about myself. Um, and I, you know, I went through a few months where like all the people that I knew that I saw representation from that were non-binary, um, a lot of their like, um, feelings about it stemmed from like pronouns and not a ton of mine did. And I was like, I don't really mind she, her pronouns. Um, but I also like they, them pronouns. So I was like, maybe I'm not non-binary, all this stuff. And like, think about it more. I was like, 
non-binary, there's two, there's girl, boy, non-binary is everything in between that is just not those two things. And I was like, it doesn't like, it doesn't mean that I need to like, like be this, like, I just feel like non-binary has become this like look and this like aesthetic. And like, that's not like non-binary people don't owe anyone androgyny or anything like that. And Mm -hmm. once I realized that I did some like soul searching and just realized how much stuff I had attached to my name um, and how much it made me feel like not who I wanted to be and not who I wanted to present myself as. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had this amazing, amazing friend who, when I was struggling with it one night, she told me, she said, listen, if you want me to have a conversation with you with different pronouns, or if you want me to have a conversation with me calling you Jules and just try it out, um, let me know. And we can do that like in private. So you don't need to tell anybody, whatever. And she just started calling me Jules. And I was like, this feels so good to me. This feels so good to me. And then when I started to, I told, I told my friends, I told my really close friends, um, that I wanted to be Jules. Um, and they all were super, super respectful. And like I said, it's not far off from my name, but even if it was, they would have been really respectful, um, and kind about it. But Um, once that started happening, I remember like, I, I was just kind of surrounded by those people who were all calling me Jules. And then I was in public and somebody called me Julia. And I like, was like, well, and I like, it ruined my night. Um, and that's when I decided to go public with it. Cause I was like, I just feel so much, so much more myself. Um, with Jules, I feel like it's the way I want to present. So then I put it out into the world that that's my name and I haven't really had any, big struggles with it. People still mess up, but you know, I, as long as they're trying, then I'm happy. <laughs> I know yeah. it's like a change. So, um, but yeah, that's basically it. That's awesome. That's cool. Thank you. Yes. I'm so happy for you. Oh, thank yes. you. So, so happy for you. That's thank awesome. you. So, I appreciate that. It's like, it's hard to do that. Even not even like a name change, but just a big change as an artist is always just faced with so much potential criticism right. that it's always just terrifying to do anything like that. It yeah. is. Really so, yeah. Yeah. Like it's so brave and oh, I'm so happy that it's, uh, that it feels like you and you feel more yourself because me too. You. that's so I, like your authenticity comes through in your songs. Yeah. Yeah. It really does. Thank you so much. Yeah. That's, that's what I hope for. So that's really cool to hear. Yeah, it does. It yes. really, truly does. Thank you. We're big fans. No. We're big fans. Thank you. <laughs> um, so as an independent artist, because you are an independent artist, right? Mm-hmm. You're not signed yet. Every, everybody sign her, or sign her right now. Um, <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> um, how do you maintain? This was a question I came up with because I'm really bad at this. Um, so I don't even know if Megan cares, but I do. Oh, I <laughs> how, do you, how do you maintain and stick to like a schedule for your rights and your studio time? And I know you're doing school too, which like hopefully that'll be done soon. Fingers crossed. But like, how do you stick to a schedule to like help manage your brand? I don't know if this question makes sense, but just trying to schedule everything and trying to develop your brand and yourself as an artist all at the same time, how do you keep it all straight in your head and like move forward and progress? Yeah. Um, 
I just never stop doing stuff, to be honest. And I love it because that's how I work as a person. That's just how my brain works. I, it's probably, it's probably, to be honest with you guys, it's probably a coping mechanism because when <laughs> I'm not doing something, I'm freaking out about that. I'm not doing anything. Um, but I actually have, um, a manager right now. Her name's Emily and she's amazing and she's so cool. And she helps a lot with um, just the kind of stuff that I'm not good at, <laughs> like mm-hmm. book, booking stuff and doing all the like input lists and stage plots and contracts and that stuff. Uh, cause that's, that's awesome. just like not, not my cup of tea and she's amazing. She's so cool. Um, and she helps me out a lot. She also gives me really good feedback because sometimes it's, you know, as like in, when you just listen to your music a million times, it's hard to like get an outside perspective and she's very honest and blunt and I love that about her um yeah she's she's the best um Emily Rooney that's her name she's amazing um so I have her which helps a lot but honestly just a calendar like I just have so much stuff I don't really say no to much because Mm -hmm. I always feel bad about it which I probably should learn to say no to more things um Mm -hmm. but uh, I'm just writing all the time school. I only have taken classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays for the last like year. And then I just have Monday, Wednesday, Friday to work and then do rights at in the evenings and on the weekends. Same deal. Um, Are you working too? Besides as an artist? Yeah. And writer? Yeah. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know why like finance, you know, yeah, money exactly. Um, what are you doing? Well, I just got a job at Buffalo Exchange. <gasps> oh my gosh, love oh that. Oh my gosh, Yeah, yes. but I, I was working at some other places. Like, I'm really bad at, not that I get fired. I've never gotten fired from anywhere, but I'm really bad at keeping jobs because I get bored. I get so bored. Um, mm. I was recently working at White Limousine, which was like a... Um, I it's was like, supposed to come visit you there, and then it was booked all the time. Yeah, it was like a Dolly Parton bar thing. I was working there. Oh my god, it was I cool, but I got, I got bored. I got bored, mm. and then I was working at an artist management company, um, and it was like an apprenticeship thing, and it ended. So then that was my most recent one, and then I just literally, am starting at Buffalo, but um, just like little stuff, it sucks that I get bored because I just can't wait until I'm writing every day and just getting paid for it. I'm just manifesting that I'm gonna get a pub deal and that's gonna happen. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm manifesting for you. Me too. Thank you. Oh, me too. Mm-hmm. That's All what I'm manifesting. That's what I realized. I was just like, it's it's not gonna happen if I don't say it out loud like that. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm just doing that until which I'm fine with because. I found that when I have work, like, I don't like work so much that when I get home, all I want to do is write. Or if I was home all day, I'd probably be lazy and write sometimes. But, like, it just makes me realize how valuable my free time is. And I use it to write because of that. Mm. You're such a motivated person. Yeah, It wow. is just, it's inspiring to me. Because <laughs> I... I, I mean, Megan and I have talked about this at length, just us and also on the podcast, but like, I found it so hard to stay motivated in this time of, you know, pandemic times, which is now ending, which I'm also like, oh, I'm losing my excuse of not being motivated <laughs> and being lazy. <laughs> so just hearing you talk about it, I'm like, yes, I'm so motivated now. You're giving me all oh. this energy. 
Yes. So positively. It's, it's, I'm a Capricorn. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you so are. Cause my mom's a Capricorn and she worked herself crazy until she retired. And then she was like, I'm done. And I'm traveling yeah. the world now. That's awesome. That's <laughs> I love Capricorn women, Capricorn men. I'm a little iffy on. Wait, what are you yeah. guys? What are you guys' signs? Pisces. I'm oh. oh, okay. Pisces. I'm always literally all my best friends are Pisces. I live with two Pisceses. Pisceses? Pisces. It's Pisces. Pisces. That's so funny. I love Aries too so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always say, well, I'm an Aries, but I always say that my moon is in Cancer because most people are like, you're an Aries. Yeah. And my <laughs> moon is in Aries. So, <laughs> yeah, so it fits. We balance each other out. Interesting. My moon's in Cancer too. <gasps> oh, I'm oh so my sorry. gosh. Look at the moon, baby. <laughs> I'm so yeah. sorry. I'm back. That's some emo you. bitches. <laughs> That's oh some my emo gosh. shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. well, I love that for you guys. Oh, <laughs> I, I sometimes don't. <laughs> also, side note, this is going back to the Buffalo Exchange thing. This is the Buffalo Exchange in Nashville, not the shady Buffalo Exchange in, in Denver. Denver that happened. I don't know if you heard about that, Jules. But no. this guy who was like owned the Buffalo Exchange, mm-hmm. something was so. like, he would like assaulted a bunch of people, right? Is that what happened? That worked. That worked there, yeah. I that worked there. And so no, they shut no. it down, I think. They shut it down, yeah. Okay. Just to yeah. clarify that we're not encouraging Jules to work somewhere oh, where yeah. he is at. No, this so. one, this, this buffalo was so cool. Like, they asked my pronouns during the interview. Oh. And I was like, oh, I think I love it here. Oh. Yes. Oh. Yes. <laughs> so what are your goals for the next five years? Besides mm. the pub deal. <laughs> okay. Yeah, pub deal is the biggest one. Yes. I'm thinking three years. I'm giving myself three. Okay. For I love that. Mm. Um, and like I said, I love being an artist. So a record deal, it wouldn't hurt me. It would not hurt <laughs> um, That would be really cool. Um, but also, I would love to do an artist thing kind of on the side, kind of like Julia Michaels started as. She had a pub deal and then did her own artist thing. Um, I'd be really happy doing that just because I don't in any way want to be controlled or like confined into anything. And I, I see that sometimes, but I would love a record deal to be honest. Um, I would love next five years. I will be in Nashville. I love it here. I'm going to stay here. Um, and just growing as a person, just, writing and writing and writing and writing um and hopefully I guess the biggest goal of mine would be to to not have to work any you know stupid jobs anymore so Mm -hmm. I can make music just be making music all the time and I think a good goal would be just like to be able to make actual real money off of writing songs yeah so basically pub deal um yeah it's so hard to make money off of songs it's yeah. just, it's shocking to me because, I mean, just seeing people, independent artists and independent songwriters doing all of this stuff, writing on dozens of songs, if not hundreds of songs that are released and getting streams. And it's like, oh, but you still have to work side jobs because it's not right. paying for everything. Right. My streaming services don't pay anything. 
They pay nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, so, Bastards. yeah. It'd be dope to just get paid for going to rights every day. That That'd would be, be cool. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah. So definitely pub pub deal, record deal. If if anyone if anyone wants to give me one, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I would start a record label just to give you a record deal. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Jules, we're starting one. Jules is our only artist. Oh, Everybody can get in line. <laughs> also, also, actually, I have another goal. Um, I think I think during the next five years, if I could, if I could open for an artist and go on a go on a tour. Um, yes. My like trying to be realistic goal is like like I love Upsall, Upsall, Lennon Stella, Emily Wise Band, people like that that are so kind of low key but just incredible. If I could open mm-hmm. for someone like that, I would love to tour. Um, yes. And just I don't know. I would love to tour myself, but I just realistically mm-hmm. five years. I think like opening would be dope. Have yeah. you seen Lennon Stella live before? Yes. Yes. I don't she's think she's so that good live. Her voice oh. is so good, but her performance oh, her when I saw up. her was very meh. Her yeah, stage presence is all right. Yeah, um, that, yeah, stage presence, that's the word. I mean, her voice obviously is amazing and her songwriting, like, out of this world. Yeah. yeah. But I was, like, watching her, I was like, I, she's also so young, you know? I mean, so she's are so- you. But Wait, I can, just, like, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. She kind of yeah. just stands. She just yeah. stands yeah. there a little bit. Yeah, she yeah. did this weird thing with her arms, like, multiple times, like this. And I was like, just <laughs> don't. Like, get a stool. If you're not going to move or you're going to move weird, just get a stool and sit. <laughs> <laughs> I love anyway, her that's, songs. That's me being yeah, judgmental on Stella. But, yes, oh, her that's songs okay. are amazing. I love them. I, I think that's an okay thing to be judgmental about because stage presence is so important. It is. Yeah absolutely key yeah well especially when you're paying so much money to see a live show oh yeah i'm like your band has more energy than you yeah yeah maybe maybe she's gotten better now because i also think it was like her first big tour she went on so it's like i can't even imagine how scary what we were there together yeah we were there together Mm -hmm. it was most events in my life on my birthday (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah true (laughs) okay we have one final question for you. This is the big one. <laughs> okay. The heavy hitter. <laughs> like, what are your deepest fears and traumas? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I'll say. <laughs> Why do you write songs? Oh. Um, I write songs because... Because nobody's ever understood me like a song has. And I wanted to give that to other people. Wow, I'm gonna cry. Oh my, my Pisces ass, tear it up. Oh my god, I literally—I have tears in my eyeballs. <laughs> Don't I look at me. Moon, God. Wow, that no, is it's, it's true. There's just there's just been moments where nothing in the whole entire world has made sense, and a song somehow does that for me. And I, ever since I was a kid. I'm just, I'm a four. I'm a four on the Enneagram. I feel misunderstood all the time. Like that's all the time. I'm always like, nobody gets me. It's so stupid. I wish I could just grow out of it. But, um, when nobody gets me, there's always a song that does. Um, and I think that giving that to somebody else is just the most beautiful, amazing 
thing, the, the gift of being understood and feeling heard, you know, and being able to give that to other people as a job. That's fucking crazy. That's fucking crazy. And wow. if I could just do that, that that's what I want to do. That is by far... I'm going to apologize to all of our other guests in the past in advance. <laughs> that is by far my favorite answer to that question. We ask everyone that question. And really? that is by far like the most A, poetic, and <laughs> B, just like relatable. So mm-hmm. like, wow. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's true. Mm-hmm. I think I think a lot of people feel that too. I mean, the reason we all start when we're so young is because we're like weird middle schoolers with no <laughs> friends and the only people that got us is 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 like true. random celebrities we'll never meet because they were writing these songs that we were just like, "Oh my god, they get it. They're reading my diary," you know? Mhm. And so yeah. and then you know. start writing yeah. them and they're trash at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, two little lovebirds type vibe. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like everybody needs that rough high school EP. You know, oh, like you listen back to it, and it's oh god. Like oh. I just remember my parents paying so much money for me to get this EP, and they thought I was the most talented person. They still do. Love, love you, mom and dad. <laughs> but I was like, I listened back to it, and you know, the production quality is so good. Like I had real musicians on there doing their yeah. thing, not like little. 14 year old me but I'm like why would you pay for this <laughs> oh, but but like you said you need that like you do I don't know you do I used to I used to love Ed Sheeran oh my god yes and then what I, happened he's no I do <laughs> well I didn't like Afterglow at all what's that is that a new it album like, it was like his latest single and I was like Ed I haven't Ed. even heard it <laughs> well like you didn't really love Divide which is, you know, um, that's controversial. <laughs> I, I like to buy. That's fair, though. Yeah. I think his best one was the first one. I think it was Plus. Oh, yeah. Plus. Oh, I liked the green one, Multiply. I love Multiply that one. Too. Yeah. Um, he's, I think he's a brilliant songwriter, honestly. Yeah. People hate on him. I don't know why. But anyways, yeah. he had this, um, he had this documentary, I think, that I, that I watched or maybe like a mini doc or something. Um, and he gave this analogy of a, of a sink, like a clogged sink. And he was like, like this clogged sink is like your songwriting career. And once you turn on the faucet, um, all this like soot and just like, just like brown water is going to come out for a while. Mm -hmm. And it's just going to keep coming out. And once it starts to clear up, there's going to be some soot in the clear water but you need to get all that stuff out before you can get to the clean stuff. And that's the good songs. Um, and mm. he also said something about how, when you write a bad song, if you start it, finish it, get all the bad stuff out so you can get to the good stuff. Um, so I always like make it a point because of that to like finish, even if I know I'm, the song's going to go nowhere, like just finish it, um, get it done. So it's done, you know, so you can move on. Um, so yeah, I think that's, like, the same thing. Like, you, like, Caroline, you, like, needed to get there to put out this album that you just put out that's incredible. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay. You needed, mm-hmm. you needed that step. Or else this one you released when you were older would have been 
like not as good as you wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. It would have all been so. I know people would have lied to me and said it was clear water. <laughs> no, it's not. But it was bitch. mud. <laughs> it was just that mud. is a beautiful analogy, isn't it? Ed Sheeran's yeah. he's a poetic dude. He is. He yeah. really is. I mean, you can't write songs like him without being that. I know. Mm -hmm. What song do you want to usher out the episode oh, with? Yeah. Oh Give yeah. Give us a little sneak peek, a little background story. All right. So this one isn't out yet, but it's coming out in a few weeks. So this Ooh, is. I'm so excited. A little sneak peek. Um, this one is called "I Wish I Like Drugs." <laughs> um, and Jules, I we have children listening. <laughs> oh no! Just I wish kidding. I like hugs. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so I wish I like drugs, and um, I wrote this one about when me and my ex broke up. Um, I saw like kind of through the through the grapevine type vibe that she started like smoking weed. Um, and she, we were together for a while and she never smoked weed once. She would like hate on it. <laughs> um, and she was like kind of like partying and doing this stuff. And I was like, she never did that before. Um, and I was like, she's, this is like her distraction. This is like what she's doing to cope with this breakup. And I'm sitting here sober um, like feeling all these things and having to deal with this breakup, um, which she was the one who kind of messed it up. She was like talking to another girl. Um, and mm. I remember being like the way that she is distracted right now and doesn't have to feel this. And I didn't even do anything wrong. And I'm sitting here with all this hurt. I don't even know what to do with it. I can't even like, I can't, I, I just wish I liked drugs. So then I could not have to feel this just like her. Um, so I wrote this song. It's called I Wish I Like Drugs. And um, it's just about how I wish I could distract myself and not have to feel some, some things in life, you know? It would be easier if I didn't. Um, but we kind of turned it into like a bad bitch party uh, type, type vibe. It was like very much inspired by Upsall, who's one of my biggest mm. inspos right now. Um, mm. And yeah, I hope you guys like it. <laughs> I'm so yes. excited to do this. Oh, my gosh. Sure we will. Thank you so Thank much you. for coming on the podcast. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Everybody, go follow Jules on everything. We'll link oh, all yes. of their stuff below. Oh, yeah. Um, and happy Pride Month. Happy, happy Pride, Pride Month, everyone. Uh, we are so excited happy to feature Pride. more queer artists this month as well. Um, yes. So and yeah we love you all we love you all remember we just released merch so if you haven't seen it go on our website oh my gosh we we made our own songwriting diary oh my god are you serious I'm it's serious. really cute i'm, I'm not gonna lie so it's really cute, cute. i'm ordering uh, we can it. say oh, that because we didn't design it so <laughs> so cute it's so cute <laughs> but yeah I, can, I can't wait to get it Yes, songwriterdiaries.com. And we also have posters and um, COVID masks, face masks. Oh, that's amazing. So cute. Um, so thank you so much for coming on. This was so awesome. I'm honored to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes. yes. And right. this is I Wish I Liked Drugs. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
I just wanna feel love, sex, dreams. I don't fuck with LSD. I just wanna feel love, sex, dreams. I don't fuck with LSD. I just wanna feel love, sex, dreams. I wish I liked drugs. 